Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Didn't Sign Up for This podcast. Uh, I know it's been a minute. So we have some series in the works for you all that should be coming out relatively shortly. But we wanted to put out this episode on the whole COVID-19 situation because it's been coming up a lot for us, both in work um, and I've heard, you know, I've had a lot of conversations about it in my personal life, too. So we wanted to get on and talk about some of the things that we're noticing and some of the ways that we can all sort of manage and cope through this crazy time. We've also had a lot of you uh, message us on Instagram asking us to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and what we're seeing that's pretty common um, across the board with people and like any patterns that we're seeing and things that maybe we could suggest to help uh, cope with their mental health. So that's what this episode is going to be all about. <laughs> all right. Should we jump into some of the things that we're seeing, some of the things that people are talking to us about? Sure. Okay. Do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? You go for it. So something that I think I'm hearing a lot across the board is, you know, well, I guess this sucks, but like other people have it worse. So I just kind of want to put out there like, yes. Okay. So everybody is struggling and some people might be struggling a little bit more than others just because maybe they've lost people that they really care about or they lost their jobs and they're having a hard time financially supporting ourselves, but everybody is impacted. And I think it's hard to compare because if you are looking at your situation and thinking, well, it's not as bad as this person over here, you're not in that situation. This is your worst. That's their worst. So even though you might not lose somebody and you might maybe not have lost your job, you can be very grateful for the things that you do have, but still be challenged in other ways. I've heard people telling me that they, you know, had to cancel their weddings or they had to cancel their vacations or... Uh, you know, they're, they're maybe still working, but they're going down to part-time. And so even though maybe someone might say that that's not as bad as losing somebody you care about, those are still not easy to deal with. So I think they're, they're all super disappointing. Um, now I'm trying to think about the things that I'm hearing people say, um, a big one I think is just the, the transition the app to being at home, the back and forth. I'm seeing this a lot and it's funny because I see a lot of Instagram memes on it too, where, you know, you go one minute, you're super happy and super motivated and hey, I, I have all this time to do all these projects <laughs> that I haven't been able to get to and I'm totally going to do them. And then you'll do some of them and feel really good. And then the next minute you're like, ugh. I'm so unmotivated to do anything. How long is this going to last for? I mean, I could just do it next week because I'm still going to be here. So there's like that, that back and forth that I'm seeing a lot. And people are feeling like they're going a little nuts because they don't understand why they can't maintain their motivation. But think about it. It makes a lot of sense, right? Like you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And it, you can get into that space where you're really motivated, but when you start thinking about where you are and how much longer it's going to be and the unknown, I think it can be kind of daunting. Yeah, I agree. I think that we all need to be more patient with ourselves and just realize that it this whole thing is a huge adjustment, not only um, 
just like the day-to-day, but just the big picture, like we're not quite sure how to adjust our bigger picture lives to fit into all of this sort of newness and what to make of it. So I think that it's super ambitious to tackle all these projects and all these new sort of like growth opportunities. But, you know, even if for some people who have the time for it, like to realize that maybe you don't have the mental space for it yet and that that's totally okay. And some parents out there are now taking on the role, depending on how old your child is, taking on the role of now being teacher too. Because even though your teachers are still giving lessons, if you have a young child, it's really hard to just put them in front of the computer and say, okay, now here's your lesson with your teacher. So you kind of have to be next to them and helping them. And I'm sure a lot of what I've heard, depending on what district you're in, some teachers are giving the parents work to do with their children too. So if you are somebody who's still working just from home and now you're, you know, trying to manage your schedule and figure out how you're going to teach your child at the same time, it, it can be really overwhelming, especially if you're the only one there. If you have another person in the house with you that's helping you, it can be a little easier to kind of manage back and forth, but it's still super challenging. And a lot of these little kids don't understand. It's so abstract. I've been hearing from lots of little kids. When is this COVID-19 going to be over? Like, I just want to see you or I just want to go back to school. I want to see my friends. I miss my friends. They just, they don't, they don't get it. So I think it's, it's okay if you see a lot of behavior changes that you wouldn't normally see um, because they're transitioning just like you are. It's just going to look different because as an adult, you're going to have different skills to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing too, is that this is a huge shift in um, Allison and my favorite topic of boundaries. Oh, and when yeah. you're sharing a space <laughs> with somebody or multiple people that you're not used to sharing that space with or sharing those responsibilities with, that creates a whole other shift. And I mean, we're all sort of relearning how to navigate our time and our space and our relationships and our communication and our needs. Like, it, it is just so much more than um, a change in time and having to stay inside. Yeah, I think one minute you're going to feel really fine. You know, hey, I get to hang out with my the people in my family so much more. Like, I love spending more time with my kids. I love spending time with my spouse and all the people in my family. And then another minute you're wanting to strangle them because you're just so <laughs> frustrated and you don't have the time to just be in your own space I think naturally when you have when you have the ability to leave your house you're able to go do things on your own and have space away and everybody has that and when you're inside you kind of have to figure out how to create that space because it's not always as easy when everybody's in the same area Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess the sort of summary of that piece is just that there are a lot of other changes happening that we might not all be sort of tuned into or realize are happening. Um, so be patient with yourself. I Yeah, be patient. I think a lot of people are noticing that their patience is maybe a little thinner or they're doing things or snapping more than they normally would. And I, I think that's actually super normal given the circumstances. So don't beat yourself up for it. I mean, of course, it's not okay to do right but I think as long as you're aware of it and you're giving yourself the space to 
feel the feeling that you're feeling, I think it's okay. Um, the, the one that I'm hearing this the most with is bedtime routine. Like, yeah. I, oh man, like I'm staying up till two o'clock in the morning and then I'm getting up and it's just so not okay. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Well, you know, when you have a, a place to be in the morning, whether it be school or your job, or maybe you go to the gym before one of those things, you have a schedule. So, you know, you need to go to bed at a certain time to be able to get your sleep, to be able to get up in the morning and function properly. But if you don't have that appointment in the morning, it's real hard <laughs> to go to bed and get up early. And I'm seeing it with everybody. Like it's not, it's not something that is just unique to each person. Like everybody is struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that part of it is that you have the freedom to stay up a little mm-hmm. bit later. And part of it is just that you don't have to get up early in the morning. So there's not a lot of motivation to get to bed earlier. Um, but it does definitely become a vicious cycle and it, you know, quite honestly, does not help with the frustration management that is, I think, pretty necessary during the day, during these times. And I think it's okay as long as you recognize that when the shelter in place lifts, there is going to be a transition period of trying to get yourself to, to bed a little bit earlier um, mm-hmm. so that you can get up earlier and that's, that may or may not be super easy depending on how you go about it. Um, but I also think too, the thing to recognize is it's only a real, real big issue if you're going to bed really late and getting up at the same time, because now you're not getting the same amount of sleep and you're not going to be functioning at your best. Your immune system is going to be down and everybody knows your immune system needs to be up right now. So, Mm -hmm. uh, just making sure you're getting as much sleep as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this flows really nicely into the next thing that we've both been hearing about exercise and how, Mm um, you know, people are trying to find a balance in this as well. Like if you're, if you're having that extra time, the exercise might go way up or you might be doing what I'm doing and just baking a lot, (laughs) (laughs) eating more than exercising. (laughs) I think as long as there's a balance, it's fine. And I think Uh some people, you know, are really used to working out hardcore. Maybe they, you know, work out for an hour, two hours at the gym, like every Uh, for a few days a week but they're not able to do that so they kind of have to tone it down so try new exercises right like you could essentially do like 30 minutes each day it doesn't have to be super hardcore and they have lots Mm of resources online they have um, a lot of Instagram live classes that I've been seeing they have um, dance classes they have bar classes they have um, like little uh, hit workout classes um, cycling or not cycling. I'm sorry. Um, what's the circuit training? Um, there are also there's yoga too. And I think if you look, you can find some of that stuff on YouTube for free. Some places are offering like free trials. Um, some places are giving it to you for free. And I think some places you can get an online membership and it's a little cheaper than it would be pretty cheaper than it would be if you were going into the (laughs) studio that they have or the gym that they have. Um, but it's nice to be able to have access and do that. So if it, it just depends on what you're wanting, some people don't like that. Um, they don't want to do zoom. They don't want to do the live stuff online. So they want to get outside and that's, you could totally go on a walk. You can still go on a hike as long as you're managing that social 
not social distancing, let's say physical distancing, because I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people are feeling, uh, feeling they're not getting that connection. And it, I feel like social distancing is misleading, but there are lots of things you can still do outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing too, is that comes to mind when you talk about like going outside and going for a walk or a hike is just the like change of scenery that most of us are used to getting that we're not really getting anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I've been telling people, you know, go for a drive if you need to, and just see new things. If you, if you have the ability to, or, um, you know, if you typically go to a certain place, drive there and like sit in the parking lot and order your stuff online. So at least it feels like you're able to go somewhere. I think like the whole idea of feeling like, yes, the idea is to stay home and um, like stay sort of, like you said, physically distant from other people. But if it comes down to it and like, you got to get outside, you got to get outside, you know, like go drive somewhere and sit in your car and keep the space that way. But I do think that there's value in getting a little bit of change of scenery and, and going to places that feel a little bit more like our norm. As long as you're being safe about it. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. I think there are some people that are not following that right now. And I've been reading that there, there've been a lot of uh, changes in the way that, that they're going to manage this. And I know some people are getting fines or they're getting ticketed. I, I believe I read and I can't remember what article. It was some news article that I was reading that there. It's actually a misdemeanor if you, oh, wow. yeah, if you don't follow the social distancing rules. Um, now I don't exactly know how valid that is, or if uh, there are specific things you need to be doing to show that you're breaking it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know that you can get a fine if you're not an essential business and you're open. So I don't know what that looks like for social distancing, but I remember reading that last night when I was looking at articles and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a misdemeanor. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely see both sides of it. Like, you know, when people's health is at risk and lives are at risk, then, um, you know, it makes sense from that standpoint, but without getting too like political or opinionated on it. <laughs> Because we could go down that rabbit hole totally. Right, right. It's easy for us to see both sides, right? Like, you, I get it, but, like, there's also the safety issue, right? Right, right. Um, What else are you noticing? Are you noticing anything else? Um, Hearing of anything else? I am hearing a lot of people tell me that they aren't doing things they normally do. Like I'm not getting up and taking a shower or I'm just going to stay in my pajamas all day because I'm not going anywhere. So why am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. Um, Or they're not, um, it's hard to maybe get food. So they're just like eating more junk food and processed food and they're feeling really bad about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people I'm hearing aren't doing things like they're not, they're not hanging out with friends or talking with their friends because they want to be able to see them in person. And the simple fact that they can't, they're just like so against the video or so against talking to them on the phone. Um, and I get it. It's, it's not the same. Um, but I think that when you do something like that, it definitely makes you feel more lonely and makes you feel more isolated, Mm -hmm. which can, can be, could be an issue because it could help you 
kind of push you into that direction of going into that depressive state. Um, and the other things I, I get too, why, I'm not going anywhere, so why am I going to get dressed? Totally get that. But at the same time, when you don't do stuff like that, it does have an impact on your mental health. It kind of starts to make you feel bleh, right? Like you're not yeah. a human being. So it, it's important. Even if you're just going to get up and shower and get into another pair of pajamas, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're changing. Like you're taking care of yourself because <laughs> then you won't feel so gross. Right. Yeah. I totally agree that, you know, if, if you want to wear sweatpants all day, like totally do it. Um, but I think that, you know, showering and doing something with your hair or something, something that makes you feel good and clean and sort of fresh can have a really big impact on your mental space and just feeling like you're a little bit more productive, even if that's all you're going to do. Like start the day with something that makes you feel like you're starting your day. Yeah, I agree. And so I think this kind of brings us into how do you cope with this, right? And I, I think one of the things that I've been seeing uh, or hearing people say that I think is actually really fun is okay so I'm gonna pick one day out of the week and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my makeup I'm gonna get dressed and I'm not gonna go anywhere um totally just for fun and I believe I think it's Jimmy Kimmel has hashtagged a fancy Friday so he's saying Friday is the day where you get dressed up and you, like <laughs> you post your pictures and I mean that's that's fun right people are getting creative I like that and it's something to look forward to which I think is really important and this um, also comes to mind, uh, I, we're sort of getting into this, like how to manage and things to do, but, um, it might help with the bedtime too. If you set up something for the morning that you want to get up for, right. If it's a run or if it's for like, I don't know, making breakfast in the morning or something that you can plan on and look forward to and feel good about, um, to try and create that for yourself. It helps you get yeah. up. And I think having that structure, is important. It doesn't have to be the same structure. Like it doesn't have to be at seven o'clock, I'm going to get up and work out. And then at eight, I'm going to do this. And it doesn't have to be that structure. It could just be, I mean, it can, if that's what works for you, but it doesn't have to be, it could just be, I'm going to get up in the morning and I know that I'm going to work out at some point. I know I'm going to eat breakfast. And then I know that I'm going to take a shower. And then the rest of the day, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to do those three things. Um, so mm -hmm. it kind of just gives you some semblance of structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think too, that like having structure, but also allowing yourself some freedom, mm -hmm. you know, I really am a huge believer in balance. And I think that if we are too structured, that can drive us crazy. And if we have too much sort of like freedom and flexibility that can drive us crazy. So Find your own balance that feels good to you. And, you know, maybe it'll take a while. Maybe you're already finding it. But um, where can you create structure in a way that feels good and predictable? And where can you sort of relax and let yourself have the space that you need? Um, and in that, like, the space that you need to feel upset about this and feel frustrated. And one thing I tell myself and I tell a lot of people is allow yourself that time and space to be sad and frustrated and upset about this, but don't unpack and move into that space. Like feel it, um, you know, like recognize it. And then you got to figure out how you're going to like continue moving on. 
um, and getting some normalcy back. And that is really important to do because I know a lot of times it feels so uncomfortable to be in that space that people just kind of shove it aside and they're like, I'm still going to, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to move on. I'm going to do what I need to do. And I'm, I'm just going to go back to the way it was, which is a nice sentiment, but that feeling is still there because you're not a robot, uh-huh. you're a human. So it's still there. And if it doesn't ever get dealt with, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually it's going to come out and it might come out in ways that you don't want it to in times that you don't want it to. So it's important to give yourself that space to feel it. Just don't sit in it for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not expressing it in some way, it's going to come out in another. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced that and we can probably all recognize when that's happened before and that that will happen. Um, but we only have so much space to shove things into before we start to like puff up and explode. And when you're living in a house with other people that you're not necessarily allowed out of, it makes it a lot harder because you have less space for it to just be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think imagery is such a great tool right now because if we can't physically be somewhere, um, you know, with practice, we can sort of trick our minds into thinking that we at least get that space or that new scenery. Um, you know, if you can't or aren't comfortable going for a drive somewhere or you don't have the time, then you know, we really do have to be creative in this time. Um, and it, it admittedly is not the best situation and it's not going to be the best feeling. And, you know, I don't think that using any of these things is going to make us feel a hundred percent fulfilled in this, but we really just have to do the best that we can with what we've got. And like I said, some people are getting super creative. I heard a few, quite a few people telling me they were having birthdays and they were really sad that they couldn't see their friends. And so they had like a drive-by birthday. So like uh-huh. all their friends, like everybody just got in their car and went by and said happy birthday, but they didn't actually get out of their car. There was no physicalness. Um, there was just, you know, people saying hi and maybe dropping stuff off uh, from a distance. So um I've heard some people getting the projector out and watching movies outside, kind of like they're at like a movie in the park kind of deal, you know? So I think there's, I do too. I thought that was really sweet. Um, A lot of people are doing picnics, right? Like on their front lawn or on their their backyard. Um, So I think you can get creative. It doesn't have to be the same Netflix shows over and over again if they're totally boring you to death or the same video games over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've suggested too um, to like have a Zoom call with somebody on your phone as you're walking around the block or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of the closest that we can get to feeling like we're taking a walk with a friend. Or, mm-hmm. um, I, I really do think that the Zoom calls, while not everybody is a, a huge fan, I feel like it's better than nothing. You know, I do think it's important to stay connected. I've had a lot of. Uh students telling me that they miss being in class being able to just see with be with their friends so one of the things that we were talking about was what if you just like call your friends on video and have them there and you guys are taking class to you can see each other it's almost like you're in class yeah Um, so those are like just having them there and I've heard that that's pretty helpful for some people 
Um, I, I've actually heard to some people going on walks with people and they have their distance, right? And then they have the masks on and they're talking. They're just talking from very far away. So you can uh-huh. get creative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think that's all I have that's coming to mind right now. Um, I hope that this was helpful for all of you. Allison, do you have any other things that you're hearing about or noticing or tips that we didn't get to yet? Um, I think one of the things that I'm hearing a lot too is, you know, how do I, how do I, uh, implement like my own time and take care of myself when I'm in a house with like a whole bunch of people and my mental health is like, really, I I just need that space. So something that, uh, I think it, I've, uh, suggested to people, especially people who have a lot of other people in their house, like kids, um, have everybody for a period of time, maybe 30 minutes, an hour, have time to themselves that's uninterrupted and and it's like your own me time every day so whenever you want it to be it could be at night it could be in the morning it could be in the middle of the day but everybody has to be in a different space in the house doing their own thing for a certain amount of time because then you'll get that time that you're wanting and everybody else will get it too so it's kind of a good model too um instead of you know trying to pull back when someone is trying to talk to you and say you know you just need space and then you guys get upset and irritated at each other it's easier if it's just kind of a a new rule that you guys implement yeah i agree that um a lot of people have expressed feeling sort of guilty about that me time but i do agree that it is a really good modeling tool too um that you know it's important to have that time for yourself and to take care of yourself and that's what this looks like and we're going to make that our new normal now hopefully it won't be a permanent new normal <laughs> right right well but i do think that it's important even beyond this to yeah. model what it's like to take care of yourself and to take time for yourself it yeah. just looks different i think when you have those physical boundaries where you're allowed to leave and go do something it it's easier for people to respect and maintain that. But when you're at home and they're there, like everybody's there all the time, it's a lot harder, I think, sometimes to implement some of the stuff that you need in order to take care of yourself, especially since it's not your part of your regular routine. Like you finding a way to make it a part of your routine in a different way that that's maybe more accessible is going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, if anybody else has things that we didn't cover yet or things that are coming up for you, definitely write us via email or, you know, you can always direct message us on Instagram. Um, let us know and, you know, we can always do a follow-up episode to this too. And um, let's all just stay connected and in touch. Sounds good. All right. Until next time, everybody, it was good being on here again. And like I said, we'll have some new things coming out for you shortly. Bye. In the work. Bye.